Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Thursday. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and uh, we are off and running. We're almost through the bye week. I know at first uh, it felt like we needed it. Now I'm ready to talk some football. <laughs> and uh, we'll see uh, where we go with that. Plenty of football on the docket today. We'll spend time with Brandon Vogel from HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. Just a reminder, we are going to be at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista uh, tomorrow from 4 to 6. Myself, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark will be chained to a studio. Bless his heart. So we'll be on the road. Uh, if you're heading out for prep football Friday night in the Metro, come see us before you make your way out, uh, four to six, and that is between uh, Cabela's and Embassy Suites in La Vista, just off Giles. So come see us at the Hale Varsity Club tomorrow. Love the Roadshow Fridays as uh, we hunker down. Vogue's with us. He was going to do some reconnaissance this weekend on Coastal Carolina. I, I do believe an audible was called on that, but nonetheless, we'll check in with Vogues. Uh, you can stream us and find the podcast, as always, on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and also the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. So Brandon Vogel coming up in hour two. Gary Barnett, see what he thinks of some more of the coaching names and uh, also what's in front of Mickey Joseph. We have some more emails to get to and some tweets uh, regarding because Elijah, that's been the 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 most smoke this week. Okay, you, you move on from Oklahoma. We spend a little bit of time on okay, what is uh, what's a, what's a win total look like? But more and more names, more and more things are floated out there. We'll dive into what Trev had to say about the stadium, about the media rights deal, and uh, what Trev has to say about things that are floating out there on Twitter. Uh, Bill Bender, Sporting News. He'll talk Nebraska with us in hour two after Coach Barnett. And then from VEASAN Sports Network, Danny Burke with us. Some NFL picks, some college thoughts this weekend. Can dial us up at 466-3776 or 1-800-825-5865. Can email chris at hailvarsity.com. Find and follow us. Do so on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. Chris Schmidt, that's me, at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. And uh, as always, at HVarsity Radio to follow along with the show and uh, follow along with Hale Varsity. That's the, the housekeeping. If we were going to, 
put together a, a list of horses in this coaching race, what, what number are you up to right now as a Nebraska fan? Elijah, what, what number are you up to as uh, somebody that gets to do this for a living? I'm up to about eight, eight names right now. And there's some, depending on the day, I can kind of sway in and out with. I still want to see Mickey do well. I want to see Mickey put uh, a run together uh, if I'm a Nebraska fan. And quite honestly, I mean, Mickey's going to be judged not necessarily on Oklahoma. That could have gone big in his favor had he shocked the world. But that was uh, a big, big ask with the week that was. There was right? nothing so, to lose from Mickey Joseph in that performance. Right. And, and the first five minutes, you felt good, and, and now you, you turn your attention to Indiana. But games right now, as you look at Nebraska's schedule, you've got Indiana, you've got Illinois, you have Rutgers, right? Uh, those are three that are probably uh, going to be one-score games or, or coin flips. Uh, the, the kids need to get coached up, and that's Mickey and Bill's plan. Uh, but there is new and there is change, so that is delicate. Minnesota is playing really good football right now. They look like the team in the West, uh, unless Ohio, unless uh, Wisconsin wakes up, okay? Uh, and, and then we'll see where Iowa is at. Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, those were going to be probably underdog ball games. But before all this change, and and then you have your crossovers, and we've mentioned Rutgers, that's a road Friday deal. You have Michigan that looms that, that that's no good uh, to 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 deal with them in Ann Arbor. So November's a tough stretch. So Mickey's on the list for sure because he's handling business right now. Uh, I think things have been diffused enough where. Urban Meyer is, is is a long shot, but still on that proverbial list. Bill O'Brien, Maddie Campbell, Luke Fickle, Chadwell from Coastal, Leipold from Kansas. How's this name grab you? And it's been mentioned, but it feels like maybe from a Nebraska fan standpoint, it's picking up a little bit more steam. And rewatching that Oklahoma-Nebraska game, uh, a lot was talked about by Joel Klatt on Dave Aranda and Dave Aranda's offense and what Dave Aranda's done at Baylor and all the work Dave Aranda did at LSU. The crossover there with Mickey and, and Bush. Uh, Dave Aranda, uh, when he was at Wisconsin, knows the Big Ten, took all the big linemen uh, that, that, that live and breathe in Wisconsin and turned uh, that region into a pretty fierce defense uh, as, as Nebraska fans will remember. So I don't want to say a new leader, but a new name that as this week ends, I think picks up some steam. And I don't know the math on what Aranda's buyout is be, would be because of, of it being a private school. So we'll, we'll talk with Gary Barnett about Baylor. We'll get his take on Aranda and if, if that's a, a spot you want to live, Waco, Texas, the rest of your life. And, and then for, for, for giggles, Matt Rule, right? Because of what he did at Baylor, what he did at, at Temple. 
and we're in the process of finding out Elijah if he's a if he's a college coach <laughs> or if he's a pro coach because uh, a lot of the guys uh, who t- do time in, in the NFL are really really good, but it's a control thing. Yeah, and, and I like your your analogy that you used earlier uh, of a horse race here with with these candidates and where we're at because I, I want to get your take on, on where we'd be at in a horse race if the, the coaching search was a horse race because we're probably not even out of turn one yet. Like, where are we at here? No, the race just started. I mean, are, are, are we still, like, just getting out of the gates, getting lined up on, on, the, uh, on the fence? I, I'm, I'm terrible I, horse racing I think, guy. I think if we go back to where we're at in the season, what happened – from Ireland now, I mean, you're a quarter of the way in. So all the jockeys are on the horses. I think the bell may have rung. And it's going to be fascinating to watch this season. Kansas football sold out for the first time in forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, game day passed over him for Florida, Tennessee. But Leipold is taking on Dick. Uh, you have Iowa State and Maddie Campbell favored despite not being ranked at home this weekend against Baylor, who comes in 17th in the country. They're one and one. I think Baylor, did they, yeah, they got beat by BYU in, mm-hmm. a, in a thriller, in an overtime Overtime ball thriller game. at a hostile crowd uh, out in Provo. So that's, Very that's much something so. to be factored. That, dude, you couldn't pay me enough to take my college football team to Provo for a night game. No. I mean, I remember the Hurricanes being number one in the country and the best team in college football, going out there and getting drilled by Coy to make that tie. Coy was his brother at Colorado. Ty Detmer, way, way, way before you were born. Well, like a night, ga- a night game in Provo, like those, I was going to say those kids are amped up on like caffeine and whatnot. I don't even no, think they're, they're allowed to have caffeine out there. They're amped up no, on. But they're just, they're just amped up on, on the good old of clean energy. <laughs> they're good. Yeah, good old clean energy. <laughs> I mean, uh, here, here come the Baptists. Let's hammer them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> here come those Baptists. Let's just, let's smoke them on the football field. So I, you know, the, the, the race just started. And, and then two weeks from, from this weekend, you've got Kansas and Iowa State. I mean, and I'm not saying it's, it's, it's a game of survivor, <laughs> but how your team does will play in from a recency standpoint. But Trev's going to look at this thing uh, big picture. Paul is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Paul, thanks for hanging. Go ahead, bud. Hey, guys. Um Everyone's loving this guessing game of who's going to be the next head coach, and I'm, I'm thinking we're going to get sick of that uh, guessing game. Uh, I know I already am. How about a better one? Who's going to be the defensive coordinator if it's not going to be Bill Bush going forward? Well, that depends, Paul. Depends that, on the outcome of the guessing game. depends on who your head coach <laughs> is going to be. Exactly. If it's Mickey, if he wins the job, then, then Bill will probably get heavy consideration because – what Mickey does leading this team moving forward and if the defense can get better and not be a 35.500-plus yards a game defense, good for Bill. I mean, that's all I've, up in the air right now, Paul. And well, I've, the I've guessing name, game I've right now it. is pretty fascinating uh, with as many coaches on this race list uh, that have been asked about it. We'll get to some of Trev's comments right now. And quoting Trev today, uh, I will say that most of the stuff I've read on Twitter – I don't know if I've seen anything that's accurate, end quote. So, so Trev's throwing some cold water, as you'd expect and you'd hope, out there. 
but it's um, it's pretty interesting. The other thing too, uh, when it comes to Twitter, uh, chiming in, uh, you have uh, Troy saying the Kansas Iowa State coach playing for the NU job. Some have suggested that. Uh, coach Porter chimes in. I hear fans saying we need a coach who can win championships, Elijah. We need to realize we just need to win first. Titles come later. Just start winning. Amen, Coach Porter. Uh, that's the other part is who can who can get this thing up and going. Mickey's got a chance to do that now. But big picture, if, uh, if, if it isn't Mickey and you pray he's still on staff, and if it isn't Bill Bush's coordinator, you, you pray he's still on staff uh, because they're both electric recruiters. Who can get Nebraska flipped around? What's the down time, right? That's the other question because your your rebuild was supposed to be ongoing the last four years. And what's what's crazy, I was talking with a former player today, Elijah. Think about Ernest Hausman's situation, okay? Just as case in point to where the program's at right now. At inside backer, they, they, Henrich was hurt. You've still got Reimer. You've recruited some inside linebackers. You've taken inside linebackers every recruiting class. And, and, and you just grabbed Ernest Hausman, stud out of Columbus, who's played most of his time in high school as an outside backer. You move him inside, you're playing all along, that's fine. But he's seen a hell of a lot of snaps early and you got to be the brains on top of the brawn to uh, to make things work, and and he'll he'll continue to grow. I'm not I'm not chastising him at all. I think he's a really good ball player. But uh, that that's where you're at. Where's your fourth year guy, walk on or recruit that can supplement that's your second or third teamer? And that's what's been void here the last three years. And it's all part of a coaching transition that keeps happening every four or five years here but you're seeing it when it comes to development and, and options. You don't have many options on the offensive line that you felt comfortable with. You've kept running the same dudes out there. Defensive line, we told you who uh, went to the portal last year and you went back to the portal to supplement because what was supposed to be in that D-line room either left or they're not ready. So it's just this vicious cycle that continues. And what's, what's kind of fun is seeing these people on Twitter like going like, well, Baylor's got the, the third-ranked offensive line in, in college football this year, according to Pro Football Focus, and other people saying, well, look what Matt Campbell's done at Iowa State. And I, I mean, I think it's way too early to be looking at what Baylor's offensive line is, as, is doing at you know, this season. There, there's so much. It's, it's not like, oh, well, he, he got himself one good offense line at Baylor, which means he's going to have a great offense line here at Nebraska. College football's so much deeper than that. But one thing to keep in mind is we're into this time of – of you know speculation and coaching carousel and everyone's throwing names out there is just that people are throwing names out there because everyone's got their own self-interest in this in this coaching search whether it's trev alberts maybe he's going to throw a name out there uh, or talk to somebody you know maybe it's going to slip out there that i talked to this person because he's trying to keep a, a cloak and dagger type uh deal going with with another coach he's got dealings with under the table or you got a, a media member down in say texas as i saw who said you know what baylor's really worried that nebraska's gonna throw the kitchen sink at dave arandon maybe they're just doing that because they want to boost their own their own appeal they want to boost some followers and, and give themselves more credence in, in baylor's uh, media cycle so like there's so many just competing self-interest here in this coaching search that makes it very difficult for people like you and me to, to sift through and figure out what the hell's well, actually going everyone's down. got a take everyone's got a take who should be head coach 
You've got Team Mickey. You've got Team Aranda. You've got Team Leipold. You've got Team Campbell. You've got Team... You sure as hell have allowed Team Urban <laughs> the last several weeks, and now Urban threw cold water on that yesterday. But uh, the uh, reality remains of a builder, right? Mm. It's a builder to come in. And uh, we'll talk to Brandon Vogel about slotting the uh, the metaphoric horses here when it comes to coaches. We'll get to more e- your emails. We'll have some open phones for you as well around 4.40. Gary Barnett coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. And uh, we'll spend time with Bill Bender as well. Hail Varsity with you on a Thursday as uh, we get going into a bye weekend. Hail Varsity Club tomorrow, 4 to 6 for a road show in La Vista. We're presented by Currency. When you think of Union Omaha, what comes to mind? The high level of play, the inviting atmosphere, the amazing promotions, huh? I spoke to a former player, and when I asked for one thing that made playing for Union Omaha so special, he responded with the people, his teammates, the staff, and the fans. The super passionate, crazy awesome fans, that is. Why am I bringing this up? Because I want to remind you that the people are just as important to the team as the team is to them. There are plenty of matches down the stretch, and we want to see you in the seats. Get your tickets now. Now, before it's too late. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We welcome in managing editor with HaleVarsity.com and magazine, Brandon L. Vogel. Vogues is incognito. He's got a little camouflage going. Uh, where are you at? I'm used to you in your football office. Are you uh, surround? Are you are you hiding out in a zoo? I mean, and, and that's not. I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying it looks like there's some some zoo flavor or painting or mural behind you. Could be Rainforest Cafe. True. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm still at home. Um, much like oh. Trev Alberts, I'm I'm having to consider a venue change because this younger generation of fan <laughs> demands things like dinner at 5:30 uh local time so here we are i'm in our i'm in our dining room this is uh, a lovely painting I, I, by my wife who is a painting and a drawing instructor and artist i was gonna say is that homemade the uh, the painting behind you it looks wonderful junior well let's see junior again is, is he gonna th- is he gonna throw stuff at you are you in the line of fire uh, it's it's possible i mean we're definitely gonna hear from him throughout this uh, he's got uh he, he has already eaten an entire sweet potato um which Ooh. is kind of alarming for a one and a half year old so, uh, so we'll, we'll see how the rest of his plate goes but Unlike the uh, strike zone, Carson, when he was that age, could throw a strike uh, and, and get me with, uh, with, with all sorts of noodles or SpaghettiOs. Vogues, let's slot the horses. Uh, people are either all in with the, all right, let's talk coaching. Let's talk coaching candidates or folks by Thursday are shut up, figure out something else to talk about. I'm still intrigued. You were going to do some recon with Chadwell in Coastal Carolina. You still may. I think as we have seen the uh, the race begin and everyone's out of the gate, I think there's been some movement uh, by, by Aranda. I think Urban 
was was what everyone wanted to bet on as he's drifted back to the pack. And I think uh, holding steady are, are your uh, candidates from Iowa State, uh, also <laughs> your candidates from Lawrence. And then there's Mickey... Uh, Mickey uh, still uh, in the race as well, and and then you have the the uh, the O'Briens and Fickles uh, to to think about as well. And then we don't know if he'll be a late entrant into the race or not in the in the Matt Rule. Uh, so if if you were to to give me kind of a pecking order, where are you at right now? Yeah. Um, so I think. Uh... <laughs> you look at Nebraska and I think what they've lacked and why they've struggled in the big 10. And there's a lot to be said for a couple of coaches that are located pretty pretty close to Lincoln right now. Um, not because being in the Midwest slash great plains, uh, is somewhat unique, but I think both Lance Leipold and Matt Campbell are probably pretty close to, would be co-favorites for me at this point, just based on like, I think they address Nebraska's direct needs, which is you got to be a development program. You got to be a program that punches above your weight. And both of those guys have done that at multiple stops uh, at FBS schools. Leipold also did it at a really, really high level uh, at Wisconsin Whitewater in D3. And I, you know, when I look at this objectively, I think that's, that's a box Nebraska would probably like to check. Um, you know, my like out of nowhere, sort of out of the clouds, uh, long shot to this. I mean, maybe it's not even a long shot. We just don't know where he stands is, is like based on track record and results is probably Chris Peterson. I have no idea if he ever wants to coach football again or not. Um, Chadwell's one of those guys that comes from kind of a more traditional, trajectory in this at least oh the young the young guy like that um but you know the 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 g5 riser um but i'm intrigued by that and i'll definitely uh watch watch that coastal carolina game tonight and and you know not that one game proves anything but uh so i think there's still a lot to be sorted you know aranda is another one where a year ago, you know, when you're talking to people and you're wondering, is Nebraska making a move now? Is it not? Um, felt like somebody who was pretty happy in, in Waco. Uh, but who knows? It's, it's been an entire year since then. Well, Brandon, you mentioned Dave Aranda, and I want to go there for just one second because – it's a guy that doesn't necessarily on its face make a whole lot of sense. He just signed a, a brand new contract extension this offseason. I think it locks him uh, in Waco until 2029. But a lot of Baylor and Husker fans alike saying that that uh, Aranda to Nebraska could be a very real thing. Do, do you think that's a case of where there's smoke, there's fire? Or is that a case of, you know, uh, a fan throwing a smoke bomb on the field? Let's get some rent. Let's get a raise. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's. I honestly think it's too early for there to be any real smoke at this point. Not that I don't think that Trev and the consulting firm and his team are are working on things. They definitely are. And I mean, he said again today, like the advantage here is we've got we've got some runway. And I agree with that. I agree with that to the utmost degree that said, you know, all of these people, presumably other than a candidate like Peterson or urban Meyer is in the middle of a season. 
And, you know, I was reading back over some Frost stuff from the end of 2017, et cetera. And I think he actually said this in, in reference to like rumors about Florida, which fired Dan Mullen that year, or not Dan Mullen. Um, uh, Jim McElwain, was it Jim McElwain? The, the shark wrestler, fired. yes. Yep. Um, fired him like weeks before Nebraska announced the change with Mike Riley. And Frost, of course, was rumored for that job. And he was like, you know, it's borderline kind of a crime for me to be even talking about these things. Now, we know there are ways to to talk to a head coach without talking to the head coach and distracting them in the middle of a season. But I really think that's where things are at. Like you, if you, if you're legitimately interested in somebody, you make it known and you see where it goes. So, um, is there smoke around Dave Aranda? If there is, I'm, I'm not convinced it's, it's all that real at this point. It's Brandon Vogel with us. HailVarsity.com and magazine at Brandon L Vogel on Twitter. Vogue's, uh, some of the things laid out by Trev, Still a 1,000 seats remain for Nebraska, Indiana. Uh, we were just talking horse racing analogy. Uh, if you're going to bet uh, money line here, what do you think of the sellout streak's future? It's going to be tough. I think they'll, be, they'll probably be okay for that Indiana game. Um, but, you know, going forward, I think Nebraska – Maybe minus Michigan at this point has a decent enough shot. I mean, and Michigan's a road game, so I guess that doesn't matter. Um, but has, has a decent enough shot in all of these. That said, nothing we've seen so far makes you feel very confident, or, or at least makes me feel very confident, that any of these is guaranteed to go great. So a lot of it's going to depend on kind of what Nebraska does in the next couple of weeks. They got another three-game stretch here where in two of those games are on the road, which are probably your most winnable games uh, of the, of those remaining. And if you can do that, you can, you can build a little momentum here. And, you know, we know Husker fans are going to show up. Um, It's just, you know, we're talking about to what degree, and that's been the case truthfully for a while, but I'll give, I'll give trick, Trev credit on that because he's been willing to address it directly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, if you're somebody in his position, you'd like to see it continue, but he's not like at all costs, are we going to prop this up? And if that, if that happens, I'll, I'll personally be sad because I do put some stock in that, Mm -hmm. even though we know, you know, there's a lot of maneuvering around keeping that streak going to this point, but It'll it'll feel like a little bit of a marker to me if if that streak does end up ending. Well, Brandon, when you look at the, the rest of the season as a whole, I said on the show yesterday, I think one and eleven is more real of a possibility than six and six or maybe even five and seven. Is that me being a pessimist or is that me being a realist? That was kind of our theme for the show yesterday. Good question. Um, going into the Oklahoma game, I would have said that's too pessimistic. I still think it's a little bit too pessimistic, but uh, I'm closer to your side. Let's put it that way. After that, I mean, and it's not. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that Nebraska didn't come out and compete with Oklahoma for longer. 
it was just that, um, you know, it's it's a big ask and it's a tough ask over these these remaining eight games. I think Nebraska is like true value based on the players they have on the field um, is is higher than losing out essentially. But there's just so much kind of emotion and off the field stuff involved that. I, I, I'm at a point where I, I can't rule it out. I mean, I can go out and tally up. and like, well, here's Nebraska will be favored in these remaining games, probably based on what we think now. And you can add all that up, and it probably equates to five or six wins. But it's just there's there's too many unknowns right now for me. Brandon Vogel is with us. Hail Varsity Radio at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. It's where you follow him, uh, managing editor with – HailVarsity.com and Magazine, his book with John Cook. Uh, some um, chirping about John Cook as a defensive coordinator candidate. How would that go? About 90 seconds. Um, I, I'd, be, I'd be intrigued. I mean, um, I, well, it'd be – I mean, are we talking about an inter- interim coach? Like, if we've got further staff changes, um, probably probably don't want to sacrifice what looks like a pretty promising volleyball season so far but if we're talking post that like Mm -hmm. it's uh (laughs) coaching's coaching at the end of the day in my mind no matter what sport it is it's about reaching people it's about building teams and the amazing thing to me about john cook is you have all of this success it seems like it runs itself and you just kind of you know fired up each year it's not like that um having had in-depth conversations with him for for that book like it's every season is a new one how are you going to reach this group what do they need specifically and that's what really elite coaching is in my mind you got to treat every season like you haven't done anything before you haven't accomplished anything amen to that brandon vogel and uh, junior enjoying dinner right now thanks for making him available this week for the media nope no problem thanks for uh thanks for putting up with him uh, update like the turkey meatballs are going okay but not as hopefully as not as well as i'd hoped considering i made like 20 of them and that was good <laughs> for like through the weekend thanks a lot vogues like what you hear, high-quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show Chris at HailVarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hail Varsity Radio on a Thursday presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. We got uh, phone lines open here till about 5 466 3776. 466 3776. Can email the show. We'll get to those in a bit. Chris at HailVarsity.com. 
And a uh, reminder to you, uh, are you looking to get to an event, uh, a special event? And uh, if so, uh, it's uh, real easy to do with your friends at uh, Red Zone Tickets, redzonetickets.com, uh, because they make it real easy for you, uh, Elijah, to, to get to an event or, or sell an event. Say you can't go. RedZoneTickets.com will will sell seats for you, and it's 100% guaranteed. They've been selling fun since 2001. RedZoneTickets.com, they take care of you with Husker football. They take care of you with Husker volleyball. You want to go see the NFL? I got some friends that are headed out to Donkey Land to see San Francisco and Denver this Sunday night. Uh, Chiefs, Green Bay, Listen, they uh, they have the access to the NFL. Creighton basketball, Final Four, man. They could be incredible this year. Uh, they have that uh, on the docket for you as well. College World Series. What about theater seats or concerts? Dave Matthews in November. Redzonetickets.com is where you go. They're local. They're from Omaha. And a A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. And that guarantee is not just smoke. It's backed up. You'll receive authentic tickets and experiences you'll never forget. So cross off that bucket list item and do so today. Create the memories that last a lifetime with RedZoneTickets.com. Schmitty, tell so, me really fast before we move on to more important things. What's your bucket list concert? Like if, if, if this artist, this band was in Nebraska, you'd pay whatever it takes to get in there. Oh, you know... I'm going to go see Dave Matthews, Michigan, Saturday. Yep. Yep. Right, We pray that's a morning game. But I wish I would have splurged for Dave Matthews, Tim Reynolds, Acoustic, okay. Radio City Music Hall. Because I like, I mean, the acoustic's really cool. Dave will be great. Don't get me wrong. But he did about 45 minutes acoustic one time down in Kansas City in Blue Springs, Missouri, where he usually plays down there. And that was fantastic. I would have loved to have seen Tom Petty at Red Rocks before Tom passed. Uh, and I think um, I've seen Guns N' Roses. I've seen the Chili Peppers. I've seen Kiss. All the good stuff. I've seen Zach Brown a couple, three times. Uh, that's been good. Eric Church a couple of times. That's been fun at PBA. Love what they do. So I've been pretty lucky, to be honest. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I guess uh, I'm, I'm good. Tom Petty, I can't do anything about. Mm. Can't do anything about. So let's talk about Trev Alberts right now. And he laid out some things, uh, him and him and Ronnie and company. Uh, they are working on touching up Memorial Stadium, right? There's chairbacks. There's going to be some renovations going on. Uh, Teddy Carter's like, look, it's like fixing an airplane in the air. Totally get it. So when you go chairbacks to that east area, you're going to eliminate some seats. They've got to be uh, strategic and careful, right? Because Trev referenced the boosters of substance take from Bill Burton many, many decades ago that has still rubbed people the wrong way. There's the grandfather clause you got to consider. But if you shrink the stadium, I'm all right with it. You're still trying to pedal a thousand seats here for Indiana. You don't beat Indiana. You're going to be trying to pedal a thousand more. The sellout streak is important. It's a tribute to you, the fan that have been great and uh, endearing and enduring since 1962. You've had a lot to cheer for 
and recently a lot to cry about because it's just been a tough run uh, when you've seen excellence in good football for such a long time. It's, it's been anything but consistent. And if you want to go do something else on a Saturday, I totally hear you because sometimes it's been unwatchable. Uh, and Nebraska's trying to fix that. So Nebraska, to me, is – and Trev's great, man, that he put out these feelers, that he put out the survey, and he's going he's gonna to listen to people. And you need uh, a 2.0 version of your 100-year-old stadium. So party deck – Probably some beer at some point. I know it's not in the in the in the near future, but at least it's going to be talked about and, and likely implemented at, at PBA for basketball for men's and women's. You don't have to have it; it's just an amenity. You don't really have the infrastructure, but that's part of the work that needs to be done at Memorial Stadium to someday be able to have uh, a scotch or a shot of tequila or a, an ice cold beer to start your third quarter off. Right. I mean, and it's not just about the revenue. It's about the amenities, because what happens? Halftime of Oklahoma, you're getting plowed uh, on the football field and you had a mad rush like it's a fire drill to get to the Champions Club or your tailgate spot to make the pain stop (laughs) or have a cold one. Right. Things emptied out and you went to the bar or you went to your tailgate spot or you went to the Champions Club to go see Jaybird. That's what happened. Okay. At least keep some of that in-house. You may not want to go watch the third quarter, but at least keep that revenue down the hall, outside the seated area. I like how forward-thinking he is. And and he put it into action at UNO. Creighton does it for hoops, and, and their uh, athletic um, uh, events, Nebraska just needs to, to get moving forward. And I think the, the regents will take a step forward for sure with it for uh, for basketball. And um, amenities are, are great with the football stadium. I think a couple things that almost were guaranteed to see are probably some more escalators in the stadium, getting people to and from their seats a little bit more efficiently. Uh, that'll be big. Uh, alcohol sales is up there. Maybe some personal seat warmers. That'd be cool uh, for those cold weather November games. But like the main thing for me, if you want to save the sellout streak, lower the damn ticket prices. Like, that's the easiest way to, to get me in the seats. Like, I'm not going to spend $55 for a, a seat up in the nosebleeds to go watch Nebraska lose probably to Indiana or, or to play a competitive game with Indiana. Like, I'll pay 25 bucks. I'll pay 30 bucks. That, that's the easiest, like, short-term fix for me. And I know that's not a long-term fix to the university because it's all about the dollars and cents, mm-hmm. and they're going to try to squeeze every single dollar out of every single home game that they can. But, like, short-term... You want to sell seats to Indiana? You want to sell seats for some of those later games for a, a Nebraska team that's probably going to be pretty far sub 500? Lower the ticket prices. I'll go. Here's the, here's here. You know what used to happen? I was talking to a buddy of mine that went to KU, and he's like, "They made us. <laughs> they made us, whether we went or not, buy football tickets at KU back in the day if we wanted basketball tickets. Mm. You're, you're not at that spot for sure for Nebraska." But you, uh, I, I'd be okay if they want to lower the, the, the ticket price for football, fine. Just so you know, you get a winning season or we need to pay for this new coach or a buyout or a dream team staff. We're talking million-dollar-plus coordinators, okay? SEC, you got $100 million of Big Ten money coming in. Just know that your, your pricing can jump. We'll lower it during the lean years. But we're gonna we're gonna punch you in the face when we're good. All right. Would you be okay with that? 
Probably, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm going to expect to pay more for a good, like, if I'm going on StubHub, I'm going to pay more anyway. Sure. We'll wind down uh, this first hour. We'll get to some of your emails. Gary Barnett on some of the coaches. Hale Varsity continues presented by Currency. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Hale Varsity, we're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. As Troy uh, throws out stoops from Kentucky, he likes. He likes Fickle. Uh, Jeff, uh, Titan Jeff, responds to uh, Troy on Twitter. He's hoping that the uh, Kansas-Iowa State game in two weeks isn't for the Nebraska job. Some emails to get to. This is a fair question from Dalton. Dalton writes in Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Really enjoy the show. Dalton, thanks for listening. One stat I'd like to look into with the new coaches is their record against the spread. How good are they at motivating their players to do better than expected? That's always a telling sign. Can you go in with less and take down a favorite, right? And not just are they great at covering? Do they win outright? It's can you go upset somebody, right? That's, that's a, a, a telltale sign of a really elite coach. And uh, I'm not sold on Matt, Matt Campbell, Campbell simply because of his record against Iowa. Don't get me, um, uh, don't give me that quote of he will do better with Nebraska resources because of the, I heard that with Riley. Yeah, that's what we thought with Riley, right? If he had better in Lincoln than he did in Corvallis, he'd be better. That was the, that was the thought, and it didn't work. Uh, it was the guy's a 500 coach. And he was right around 500 uh, in Lincoln with uh, a couple of seasons. He underachieved at a couple of years, and he had a, a nine-one season one year. But like, I, I see where this email is coming from. But also, let's like look recently in Husker history. Last season, Nebraska pretty dang good against the spread. But I don't think that meant that last year's team was like, yeah, that, Scott Frost is a great coach. Look look how awesome he was against the spread last season. Like, I, Don't get me wrong. I see where this email is coming mm-hmm. from. But let's look at wins and losses first before we look at wins and losses against the spread. If you've gone out there and you've covered a 14-point spread and you won by 21, that's a completely different thing than if you've covered a 6.5-point spread and lost by 3. Two completely different things. And, like, sure, that's a good result if you're a better, but it's not a good result for a football team to go lose by 3 points. I think, like, just using a, an example of Leipold, for him to go in year one with all the five stars Texas had to go win in Lawrence with that, make that win in Austin, Austin. with that, that was nuts. That was, that was crazy, right? Uh, to, uh, to go win at West Virginia in year two this early in the season. You're dogged by 14. Vegas isn't stupid. To go win outright like you did, super impressive. Those are a, cu- of a couple examples with with uh, Sir Lance down in, in Lawrence. Chad emails in, here's the three legit coaches I have, Sean Payton, Matt Campbell, Lance Leipold. I think Sean Payton's really incredible. I think he's an NFL guy. Well, uh, I've seen people throwing out a couple different NFL names in terms of guys that could come down. Like uh, Eric Bieniemy, his name I've seen pretty popular over we'll the past couple days. We'll talk to Barney about Bieniemy here in about 10 minutes, I promise you. I'm not, we'll sure I under- not sure I understand the appeal with getting a, 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 a 
an NFL guy, a guy that doesn't know how to coach in college, how to be a head coach in college. Like, Bienemy's never been a head coach like in the NFL. He's been a either. coordinator. He's been a recruiter. He's been at Colorado. He's been at UCLA. It's been a long time. The thing about college, the, the NFL guys, Elijah, we'll get Matt. We'll get to your email here next hour. Is Bill Callahan had a brilliant eye for talent. Mm. Sue was obvious. Roy Hallou, Prince Amukamaro, Bill Bush. They could project. They could see and project. And a lot of NFL guys do that and kill it. Sherman at A&M. Look at all the first rounders. Hour two coming up. Gary Barnett with us. Your child has brain cancer. Can you imagine hearing those words about your own child? Nearly 5,000 families each year hear this life-changing diagnosis and live daily with the fear it brings. When a child is diagnosed with brain cancer, their lives are forever changed. The treatments used to treat children are toxic and cause damage to their developing bodies that can affect them for the rest of their lives. 95% of children who survive brain cancer will develop a significant health condition by the age of 45 as a direct result of the toxic treatments. This includes diagnosis of another cancer later in life or other countless deadly health problems. Our kids are special, and we need to treat them that way. By making a donation to the Team Jack Foundation, you fund research that leads to safer, more effective treatments giving kids hope. You can be the difference. You can fund the cure. Join us and donate today by visiting teamjackfoundation.org. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back into it at Tale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. College football thoughts with the Hall of Fame coach, Gary Barnett, with his coach. Uh, a lot going on with college football, but also a perfect time of year as, as we get deeper into uh, September for, for fall golf. I mean, that's on my radar this weekend, and you play every day, bud. How are you? I'm well. Uh, it's uh, you know a little chilly today, but I'm probably still find my way over those 84 steps to the golf course and, and see if I can find a few guys, a few buds that still want to go out and play. <laughs> All right. What, what is your top draft pick for, for fall courses? I mean, you've, you've been a lot of different spots. Yeah. Where do you love this time of year? Where so, do you buy? Uh, two places that jump out to, well, I, truthfully, three places. One is, uh, you know, there in Nebraska, you know, Sand Hills, Dismal River, um, uh, Wild Horse, mm-hmm. um, that whole Prairie Club, uh, that that group up in there makes an easy, nice trip for us from Colorado. And then I did Pinehurst in the fall four or five years ago, and that was a great, great trip. I it, it's pricey, but it's it's really fun down there. And then I went to Big Cedar Lodge last year and played the five courses there in the fall, mm. and uh, that was a that was a spectacular trip as well. The leaves weren't turning yet, but when we were there, but it was still just really it was October first of October, and it was, it was just perfect weather. You ever been uh, Big Sky? I mean, I know you're you're in the mountains now, so I don't know what. Have you ever thought of doing that, or or is it? kind of the same scenery 
Mm, well, no, it's it's all different, I think. Uh, but I haven't done that one. No, I've just pretty much. Uh, I did. I did. Uh, I did do uh, the Robert Trent Jones Trail in okay. Alabama, and that was spectacular. That was a, and that was an inexpensive trip because those courses, they're public, and they're uh, you know you, I think it costs you forty five bucks, <laughs> and you go in there in Auburn and you play. There's two courses there at Auburn, and a par th- three that's spectacular. Really good, probably the best I've ever played. And then you can pick out of 21 other courses to go to. We finished at, uh, uh, actually, it was not on the Trent Jones Trail, but the Alabama uh, or Birmingham Country Club, which is the pro there is a Nebraska guy, and uh, he was very congenial. Didn't charge <laughs> me anything. So uh, that 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 guy, of course, is really good. Look at that, Husker hospitality. I love it for uh, for Coach Gary Barnett. Uh, let's talk Nebraska. What's Mickey facing here, Coach? Uh, just a tough one against OU. They look incredible. Give me your takeaway from the OU game. And, of course, Nebraska promoting Bill Bush to defensive coordinator as uh, Coach Janander, we all love him, uh, was released. Uh, what's this climb look like for the Big Red? Well, any time you change at this point in time, you're not likely to see a lot of change a good defensive team when you're not. You haven't been. That, that just doesn't happen. What you're trying to do is not have anything like you had last Saturday. You're just trying to avoid that kind of thing as much as you can. Um, you know, players have to – you need – you want players to sort of demonstrate the fact that they – you know, that the change is worthwhile, that, that they're, they're getting a little bit better. Um, you know, Mickey's, as he's learning the, the jump from, well, for, in his say, his case, the jump from being, um, just the receivers coach to the head coach, that's not just one or two steps. That's, that's huge. Now, hopefully he's got a lot of people there helping him with all the administrative stuff and he can just, pretty much handle the football but piece of it things don't change much you know i don't know how much of mickey's philosophy is going to uh um you know fall into mark whipple uh how much of it is going to be you know uh, a clash how much of it is going to be um you know where they're on the same page I, it's just so hard to tell i don't know but mickey's head swimming you know he more than anything because he played there and he understands and he gets it is you don't make a change when you made it without expecting something to to happen he's under a lot of pressure personal pressure to just make things better somewhere somehow that's visible and leave his mark when he leaves and hope he gets a chance to interview but you just try to make things better while you're there. What's your take on Bill Boyd? You know, he's got a lot of experience. That piece of it, I think, probably is good for for the players, uh, understanding that he's, he brings a lot of experience from a lot of good programs, knows what it should look like. You know, he's just got to get his credibility across to the players, and then they have to believe in him. And when he says, this is what a good defense looks like, this is what – these are the numbers a good defense should have or a better defense. He's thrust into a tough situation as well. These guys all, you know, a lot of guys on defense came there either because of the coordinator or maybe because of Coach Frost, but lots of times they come to the coordinator and now that guy's out. All The whole system that they've been using for five years, four and a half years is gone. So uh, Bill can't change any of the system. You just can't change it in the middle. But, you know, every every – 
position coach, watches things unroll, uh, unfold as the day goes on, the week goes on, the year goes out, goes on, and he's got his idea of what it should look like. Mm-hmm. So now it's he, he's got a chance now to impose his ideas on this defense, and where he may have disagreed with the, with the former coordinator, now he can put his try to put his ideas in place. And of course, he's going to need buy-in from the other coaches because it's you know, still a team game in that coaching room as well. Gary Barnett with us here on Hale Bar City Radio, Coach. Uh, what what do you look or see in the West? Is, is it still possible for Nebraska to make a run in the West, or do you think this season's lost because of all the change? I ask that because the West is is really no one's really stood out so far this early part of the year? Well, I, I would disagree with you and tell you that Minnesota stands out. Going back and forth with Jerry DiNardo and his view on it in the Big Ten Network, uh, he certainly thinks Minnesota is is the team to beat in that that side. And I, uh, after seeing them up close and personal, I agree. They're, they're a well-oiled machine. Now they lost their best receiver. And, you know, if you can stop the run against Minnesota, they may not be able to beat you in the air, but it's hard stopping that run, I'm telling you, because that line is good and that those running backs are good and the quarterback's smart. So to me, Minnesota's the team that, that you have to beat there, and they have they are leaps and, and bounds ahead of everybody. They hadn't played anybody, but uh uh, I'm including us when I say that, but um, they're still good. They're, I mean, they're really a good football team. And, you know, Iowa and Wisconsin both look like they're just, you know, stumbling around. Uh, Northwestern certainly is just stumbling around. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you're not out of it. You haven't played a game in the West other than Northwestern. So, yeah, it's all still out there. It's just – whether you're going to go play or not. Coach, I thought Dave Aranda, there's a lot of names floating around for Nebraska. What's your view of the Baylor job? Has it elevated? Is it a tough place to, to maybe pull a candidate from? Or is it is there a lot of happy down in Waco with resources and the, the talent in the region? Well, have you ever been to Waco? You ever been I've, driven, to, uh, I've driven through it. Baylor? Didn't stop. Okay, but you haven't been to Baylor. You haven't been on the campus. No. And, so it's really a... Uh, a really nice school. It's a really good school, and it's people who go there really like Baylor. They're like it's like TCU. Okay. Students who go there really like it there. That's what you got. I mean, you go to Baylor for a reason. One, it's it's you know it's a sort of a leaning Baptist, and it's in the in the South, and it's in the uh, in Waco, and it's in Texas. And I mean that whole Texas vibe that people like, and they don't want to leave it. Um, for the students. Now, as far as coaching goes, when people have asked me why college coaches don't make it in the NFL, I always say, well, it's because you lose all your control. And in college, you have all, you have, you complete control, players, coaches, et cetera. And, and the coaches pretty much run the colleges, college teams. But when you go to the NFL, then, then you lose all that control. Players run it, you know, this and that. So the guys who've, tried to make it urban, even Nick, um, Lou Holtz, uh, you know, you can go right down the list, Spurrier, the really successful coaches at top-notch places who've always had everything they've ever needed and they've been in control. Inherently, they've had advantages. When you go to the NFL, you don't have an advantage. 
now I'm telling you this because I'm leading up to the most interesting guy I want to watch and see if he makes it is Matt Rule, who went to the NFL from from Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have all the advantage. He didn't have inherent recruiting advantage other than he's in Texas, and that is an advantage. But he didn't have the same advantage as all these other guys have. So to, if he goes to the NFL and makes it, then then uh, you know my whole story changes a little bit. Now, he's struggling to make it, no question about it. So he may fall down that rabbit hole as well. So so Baylor is a place that I don't think you think of as having everything. Gotcha. You've got to be really happy with Baylor and want to live there. Otherwise, there are a lot of places that are better, yeah. at least on paper, maybe not in real, re, realistically. Uh, Matt Aranda, uh, I started – doing a book on halftime adjustments, adjustments. And I went into eight different programs, halftime talks and halftime discussions. The most impressed I was of the eight teams I went into, I went into Wisconsin when Aranda was the coordinator. That was the most impressive halftime adjustment session and halftime arrangement and demeanor by a coach of all the guys I went to. And I went to some really good ones as you would think is really good. So, so I have a lot of respect for Aranda, for Dave and um, for what he did and what he did at uh, all the places he's been, but what he's done at Baylor and just the way he thinks he's a pretty creative guy. Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. There's been some, some names that have been floating around here the last week since we talked and Urban was in Lincoln and got the love and adoration and, Sounds like per Urban's podcast, he's pretty happy where he's at right now. And uh, Leipold also and Campbell, I mean, those are constant names. Bill O'Brien, Coach Barnett, I mean, he's done a great job down working for Nick. And and I think uh, O'Brien's also a name there. A name that's been floated out, and you know him, and and maybe it's just a a conversation that's there to pick a brain type deal, but Eric Bieniemy. I mean, Bieniemy's next move would be NFL head job, not back to college. Is that a fair take? Well, I, I yeah, I, I, that's what I would think, and that's what I would. If I were in a room with Eric, that would be my advice. Right. But um, and it has been my advice on other situations. Uh, but you know, things change. People change. You, you get a. You know, you want your own. Uh, ranch. And so I don't know where Eric is on that. And so uh, it's it, a major change to go from where he is to, to really any college job. It's a major change would be a major change for him. And as I would say to him, be careful what you wish for here, mm-hmm. because you got, you're coaching the best quarterback in the NFL, maybe in the last eight years, You've got a really good football team. You're going to win almost every game. Um, you, know, you you don't recruit. You don't have NIL. You don't have this and that. You don't have the transfer portal. you got rules. Everybody's got the same. You don't have any inherent advantages or disadvantages in the NFL. There's just, to me, so many reasons to stay in the NFL if you could. But you do get an itch. You know, and you know, everybody gets it. You know, and so if he wants his own ranch, then maybe, maybe he needs to make that move. I don't know. Gary Barnett, coach, some rapid fire. 
Upset of the weekend, Florida, Tennessee, Baylor, Iowa State, Clemson, Wake. What do you think? Iowa State's favored by two and a half, so I don't mm-hmm. know if there's if that's an upset. You know, that looks pretty even to me. It's being played played there. I don't see that much of an upset. If there was one that I'd pick that could happen, it would be that one. That mm-hmm. quarterback gets hot again. Yeah. But I, I like Tennessee a lot. Clemson, nobody's excited about Clemson. Mm-hmm. I think they're getting better. If they ever play that backup quarterback, it's lights out for mm-hmm. them. So the upset I'd have to pick would be Baylor, Iowa State. Okay. Gonna, Force me to take of the ones that could happen. That's the one most likely to happen. What about Kansas State at Oklahoma minus twelve and a half? I don't, see, I don't see an upset. I don't see an upset coming there. What do you think of Washington and in, in, uh, in Kalen? They're uh, they're looking good. They got Stanford coming in. Listen, that's a good football team. And yeah, it is. Penix is Penix has got new life, and th- that is a good looking team. And they've always had players. I'll tell you that. So now I. Stanford will probably put points on them, but they can't stop anybody. And so I think I think Washington still wins that game. And uh, we'll wrap with uh, UCLA heading into to Boulder. Chips, well, chips we're, coming to town. We're 21.5-point dogs, and uh, unless the plane lands and it's 48 degrees and those guys get back on the plane, I imagine uh, it's going to be a tough day for us. Gary Barnett with us. Coach, you have a, a good weekend and hit them far and straight. Thanks for a few minutes. Talk to you later, Chris. Thanks. Good stuff with Coach Gary Barnett. Some thoughts there on the BNME uh, name you saw out there on Twitter. And pretty good perspective, great perspective on, on Baylor. While there's money and talent down there, do you want to stay in Baylor forever? Not necessarily was kind of my read on it. What's Bill Bender say? Sporting News. His thoughts next on Hale Varsity. <laughs> like what you hear high quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at hail varsity i'm brandon vogel managing editor i wanted to offer listeners of the hail varsity radio show podcast ten dollars off the price of an annual subscription that means that you can get everything we do 10 issues of our monthly magazine our annual football yearbook and all of the premium content we produce at hailvarsity.com just go to hailvarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. More football this Thursday. It's Hale Varsity Radio, and Bill Bender joins us from the Sporting News at Bill Bender 92. Bill, a lot going on in Lincoln as uh, it's been constant change. Mickey Joseph, your interim head coach, uh, Nebraska's uh, defensive coordinator, let go. What's your take here so far through the first several weeks of 2022 for Nebraska football? They lose that game the way that they did. Obviously, the onside kick, and then bottom out against Georgia Southern, and you know it's bad. You know the situation's toxic when they opted to fire him instead of waiting on the buyout money. All of this you've already probably heard. So to me, it's really about talking about what's next. So, you know, there's some names, and I've been telling people this all along. Chris, Kansas, Kansas State, Baylor, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Tom Osborne went 75-3 and three against those schools. But I think Nebraska should look at those places for its next head coach. Bill, don't disagree. Those have been names we've been hearing all week. 
some bigger names, or at least uh, proven uh, NFL college level for Bill O'Brien. And then, of course, the urban fascination. I want to get your reaction to Bill O'Brien in Lincoln and also Urban Meyer in Lincoln. What what uh, goes through your mind when you hear those two names? I love your four schools, and I'm in on you with it, but i got to ask the the, right. the, the the bigger fish question first. Oh, you always do. You always have to ask that, right? That, mm-hmm. that like, okay, let's start with Bill O'Brien. I mean, by all accounts, he probably, he'll probably be a pretty solid coach when he takes the next job because he's gone through the Saban Clinic. And, uh, you know, I think he'd be fine in Lincoln. Um, but what what is fine? Uh, Urban, obviously, if you hire him, you're going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, if you hire him, you have to explain all the baggage, you know, and all those kind of things. And the one thing I said about Urban Meyer, you know, the common thread between his exits and his comebacks is he took a break, he goes to the studio, and then all of a sudden he comes back and he's still the same awesome college football coach. So, I mean, there's a reason they were chanting his name because he has the third highest winning percentage of all time behind Newt Rockney and Frank Leahy. <laughs> Are you will? Is your fan base willing to do that to win football games? That's the big question. And most would say, yeah. Bill Bender's with us here on Hale Varsity from the Sporting News. Bill, a, a thought on uh, Lance Leipold from Kansas. Is it the the hot current name? Or is it the Nebraska tie? What's your what's your take on on the work Lance has done, not only recently but his body uh, from a fit and get standpoint? What are the possibilities for that movement? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's obviously off to a great start this season, and there's a proven track record of winning. He's made Kansas football exciting this year, at least off to the three and zero start. They're scoring a bunch of points. He obviously knows how to establish a culture. Um, I think he'd fit well. I mean, there'd be some Nebraska fans that'd be like, what are we doing hiring a Kansas coach? But, I mean, he, he can win. And I think he would do more at Nebraska than he can do at Kansas, obviously, with the resources available and those kind of things. So he's, he's just not a name you can dismiss. And the more he wins this season, the more that's going to become apparent because I think Kansas is at least good for a bowl game. I don't know if they're good for a 12 and one season, but they're good for a bowl game. <laughs> 12 and one would be uh Mangino like, right? I mean, uh, who, right. who forgets the orange bowl? Nobody down in Lawrence. You mentioned some schools. You, you mentioned Baylor. You mentioned Iowa state, uh, of course, Aranda and Campbell. We, we've touched on Leipold. And if you were to rank them, Bill Bender, if Trev Alberts is on the phone with you after we get done talking, give me your give me your order. I would say Campbell would be my first one. I, I like him the most out of those guys. I just think what he's done at Ames over not just like one year has been amazing. You know, they're a winning team every year. They've been to a Fiesta Bowl. They've played the Big Twelve Championship. They've developed NFL talent. Guys like Brees Hall and. Charlie Kohler and Mike McDonald, and and that's what you strive to do. Um, I like Aranda. I don't know that he's going to lead Baylor, though. I think he's, he fits well there, although he does have the Big Ten tie from coaching at Wisconsin. Knows how to win. Really good mind, good coach. And then um, Kleeman at Kansas State's interesting to me, but I'd have him a, maybe a rung down from those two. Mm-hmm. Um and I think, unfortunately, the best coach is probably Mark Stoops, but he's not leaving Kentucky. I mean, 
he is everything Nebraska should want a coach. A guy that can do all the things that he's been able to do in Lexington, I think he can do in Lincoln. Bill Bender with his sporting news, Hale Varsity Radio talking Cornhusker coaching carousel. And so let's talk some under-the-radar uh, names. Those are some names that, that make sense and have performed in areas that you, you don't recruit or don't have a, a recruiting base, comparatively speaking. What about Smith out of Oregon State? That's a name that Joel Klatt threw out a couple of days ago. Uh, do you like, and uh, Nebraska fans may cringe about the Oregon State uh, <laughs> reference, but uh, he's Smith's been really pretty good, and I, I like DeBoer. What do you think of him at Washington? He's not far away originally from Sioux Falls. He was really good, uh, I think, uh, early in his career, not, not far away from Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, DeBoer's off to a heck of a start at Washington, too, and he did, mm. ju- did well at Fresno State. Um, I think he would be a name that you could absolutely consider. Smith has taken a little bit longer time to get it going at uh, Oregon State, but he does have it going. They're, they're playing very well. Um, off to a good start. Have a chance to play USC this weekend. Those are, again, program builders. And this is the theme of this conversation, Chris, is this is probably where it's going to lead because as much as you want – that rock star coach like Urban Meyer, it's these names that Trev Alberts is going to have to sift through to find that next guy. And I firmly believe that's what's going to happen. A few minutes, Bill Bender with us, Sale Varsity Radio Sporting News at Bill Bender92 on Twitter's where you follow him. Bill, you had a, a great write up on the, the coaching cycle earlier in the week with the sporting news. And I encourage uh, listeners to read that. And your. <laughs> After the fact, 2018 coaching cycle, some guys thrived, but many did not. And, man, that was supposed to be the year. That was the year of, of, of resurrection for a number of programs. And, and, Bill, a number of schools, including Nebraska, onto another coach already since that 2018 cycle. Yeah, it's wild that 10 of the 13 Power 5 hires are no longer with that school. And I remember, I mean, we talked I've talked to you long enough that we talked about Scott Frost being a home run and Chip Kelly being a home run and Jimbo's going to push Texas A&M into a new age and all of those things, and and none of those things happen. So um, it's it's really crazy. And it's I I still believe, and I say this all the time, but we live in an age where it doesn't happen. I I still think you need to give a coach five years to to figure it out. So – yeah, it's all of those things that, that we'll see as they go on. But, you know, I think the best success story of, of, of those guys is probably Mario Cristobal. Agree. And and he he made Oregon tough and physical and really talented on the lines. And do you expect him to follow suit back home at Miami? I mean, Cristobal's a guy that he's he's had to endure a firing and uh, then he went and was part of Saban's staff. He was part of Saban's original kind of rock star staff. And then he found his own footing at Oregon. And can Miami be brought back to what the U used to be? I mean, he played for a title and won one down there. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how he does. Um, Mario Cristobal is definitely a guy that uh, he's ahead of the game in NIL. He's ahead of the game um, – in terms of player development, I think he's recruited well since the Nick Saban deal at 
um, Alabama when he was again in that clinic. And I think they're, they're a team that definitely better. But what I was surprised with is whether they went to Texas A&M last week and it was sloppy, mm-hmm. no drop passes, drop punts, drop a lot of mistakes. And, uh, it's one of those deals where I think he's going to need time and with Miami need patience. And I think their thing is they have to build toward winning an ACC championship. Mm-hmm. Bill Bender with us. Bill, uh, going to get you out on this. Impressions through two weeks on the NFL. Uh, are you are you panicking with Cincinnati yet? Um, no, because the NFL. I mean, anything can happen. I am. I, if I was panicked about them, I would say they need to protect their investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Burrow's taken entirely too many sacks. He's taken thirteen sacks so far. Um, the end of the Pittsburgh game was wild, but I think even in those two games, he was able to bring them back and make the plays in the fourth quarter to tie the football game. So I'm not as worried about the Bengals. I think the NFL has proven just a wild product, man. Miami's two and zero wild comeback. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, I, but I do think what we're doing in the NFL, and it's early to say this, it looks right now like Buffalo and everyone else. Mm-hmm. No, it does. Uh, do you think Miami can keep that magic going? I know they got the Bills this weekend. Yeah, uh, they uh, will find out. I mean, they're, they're certainly exciting with Mike McDaniel. They're not afraid to throw the football down the field with Jalen Waddle and uh, Tyree Kill. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to be an exciting game. So, Buffalo coming off a short week, Miami throwing it around the way they do. I think it'll be a fun game. Bill Bender with us. Find him at Bill Bender 92 Sporting News, college football, NFL, all your pigskin this fall. Bill, thanks for giving us time. We'll check in again soon, bud, and have a good weekend. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Good to find time with Bill Bender at Bill Bender 92 on Twitter and uh, go through some of the names with the Cornhusker coaching carousel reminder to get buckled up hands on the wheel eyes in mind straight ahead the driver has one job to do that's drive a message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office we'll get some best bets going here with Daddy Burke from Vicent Sports Network and uh, Matt's email we wanted to get to uh He says, uh, not uh, that my opinion is right or overly important, but I have a few thoughts. Matt says, I don't want to run down Campbell, Aranda, or Leipold, but uh, I think we can all agree that the Big Ten's much tougher than people want to admit compared to the Big 12, and the Big 12's not near as tough as the prior 2010 realignment. They are good, but much closer to the Pac-12. As far as Campbell goes, I think Frost Riley would have had a similar record to his if Nebraska was still in the Big 12. Uh, when it comes to Aranda, I think he's a good coach, but he hasn't been a head coach for any longer than Frost when we hired him. Leipold maybe a slam dunk, but can we really take a chance on a coach that's currently 42 and 43 and 5 and 10 in his uh, first um, 15 in the Big 12? So that's the question. Does it translate to the Big 10? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see where things go. Uh, Beeson's Danny Burke next. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it at Hale Varsity, and we say hi to Danny Burke, Burke's Best Bets, Vison Sports Network. And you can find Danny on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 
Pride of Chicago with us. Any bad beats? Any tears last weekend with the NFL? Danny, thanks for the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, my tears were on the side of the Cleveland Browns blowing that game. That's mm-hmm. probably where I was the most tearful. But you know what? It actually didn't end up terrible just in the moment it was bad because I had them in a teaser along with the Vikings, and the Vikings got blown out. So it wouldn't end up mattering at the end of the day. But, geez, that was painful for a lot of people. Um, the other one that I was kind of an, I mean, Hackett being a literal hack in Russell Wilson staying under his passing yards prop, that kind of stunk. Yeah, Elijah, your head coach is a nightmare. Tell me about um, it. And then the over not going for the Eagles and Vikings with like six opportunities that could have been cashed in. Those were the uh, most infuriating things that happened to me in week two. Man, there were some bad beats. Let's start off with Tampa and Green Bay. Who's Tom Brady going to throw to? Bucks at home minus one against Aaron Rodgers. So this line was as high as three and a half, and you've just seen it keep dropping and dropping and dropping, and you can even get it at a pick at some spots. So a lot of love coming in on the side of Aaron Rodgers. Look, I get that the Bears were inevitably the team to get them back in the rhythm of things, but the Bears were, what, a millimeter away from covering that game and maybe having a different conversation of how we view this matchup against Tampa. Let's also not forget that Aaron Rodgers really struggled in two states. It's California and it's Florida. When the Saints got to choose where they wanted to host them last year, they literally picked Jacksonville because they knew that he struggled there. And he's like, ah, it doesn't bother me. Well, you went out there and they got stopped. In the last two times they've played Tampa Bay in the postseason and at Tampa Bay, Aaron Rodgers has fallen victim to Tom Brady. Now, yes, I understand Mike Evans is suspended. Godwin's banged up. You have some other receivers like Julio Jones that's banged up. But the big difference here is the defense. Tampa Bay, without a doubt, has the most dominant defense in the NFL. And Aaron Rodgers, what, you're going to trust Sammy Watkins against his Buccaneers defense? You can get away with that against the Bears. You can't get away with that against Tampa Bay. All right, then we'll give it to A.J. Dillon and Aaron, uh, and then Aaron Jones. Well, yeah, but the yards per carry are probably going to be less than three and a half because, again, how great this defense is. It's probably going to be a really lower-scoring game. The total was as high as 48. Now it's down to 42. I would consider the under, but ultimately at the end of the day, I just bet Bucks money line because I think this line is crashing way too much, and you can't put stock in Aaron Rodgers in these spots. Just because they beat a bad Bears team – doesn't mean they can hang with Tom Brady in the best defense in the NFL. So give me Tampa on the money line. Danny Burke is with us here at Burke's Best Bets on Hale Varsity Radio. Check out Danny Burke on the VSIN Sports Network. And Danny, that's 325. Let's back it up a little bit and go to the noon slot in a game that's really intriguing to me. I think it might be the game of the weekend is Bills and Dolphins. The Bills, five and a half point favorites on the road against uh, a team in the Dolphins that may have gained themselves a lot of early season momentum after that comeback last week against the Ravens. But uh, the Bills right now look like they're the best team in football. Five and a half, though a big line well what do, what do you like in that game yeah it's really in an awkward spot laying five and a half if you wanted to do something with buffalo i'd probably look to tease them down if you're getting a six offered to you so then you just tease them down from six all the way to a pick them so then buffalo just needs to win the game outright i do think they're far and beyond pretty much every other team in the nfl and on paper they should be better than the dolphins and i'm kind of i don't want to say like I'm just pretty much not ready to accept that the Dolphins are as good as they look. Uh, the Ravens' secondary is trash, and a lot of those plays, it was just broken coverage where Tyreek or Jalen Waddle were wide open. Let's see an actual secondary 
go up against this Dolphins offense. This is going to be the first real, real challenge, like in terms of a team. I guess you could argue Baltimore, but like for Mike McDaniel, this is an incredibly tough spot here. Just like it was for Kevin O'Connell on primetime Monday night against the Eagles, I could see something similar happening with the Bills and the Dolphins. I think the Buffalo Bills win this game. I don't want to lay the spread. I'll probably stay away. And you know what? If the Dolphins keep it close or get an early lead, like I say a lot here on the show and many other shows, I'll wait to in-game bet it because I just don't really like that number. Uh, the total is intriguing as well. If there's any slow point in the game, I'd probably look to in-game bet the total going over, assuming you'll see more fireworks in the second half if it gets off to a slower start. Danny, before we get to some college football, I want you to take us through Thursday night football tonight. We got the Steelers uh, going to Cleveland, taking on the Browns. The Browns are a four-point favorite, and my read on this is it's it's back to good old Thursday night football. Another unappealing matchup for our eyes on a Thursday night, but I'll be watching anyway because it's NFL. What do you like tonight between the Steelers and the Browns? Oh, yeah, the vintage, ugly AFC North matchup in a game that's going to be featuring very high wins. So uh, you're probably going to be seeing a lot of groundwork. And you'd see that regardless, at least on the side of Cleveland, with the duo of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Brissett just not being the most, I don't know, dominant quarterback on the offensive side of the ball. And conversely for the Steelers, well, you got Mitch Trubisky. You don't want to have to trust him, but that's the state of Pittsburgh football right now. I think this is a better spot for Cleveland. Not that I'm doing anything with the full game, but I'm actually looking at the first half for the Browns on the money line. Cleveland's going to be coming into this game just absolutely ticked off with the way that they lost against the Jets. I mean, 99 times out of 100, that's not going to happen. Probably even more so than that. And somehow they let it happen. So their defense is going to be irate. They get a short week to go out there, get right back on the field, and prove in a primetime spot that they're not as bad as they look. They're not as vulnerable as they looked against Joe Flacco. Right, And the Steelers' defense against the ground game, they've really been poor thus far, still missing T.J. Watt. I think Chubb, I think Hunt will have a great game in these weather conditions, unlike Trubisky, who already has accuracy problems. So I like the Browns to get off to a hot start. You could lay it about like two and a half under the key number of three, but because of how windy it was, I'm not really trusting these extra points and these kickers. And you get the security of if it ties, I get my money back. So I did lay minus buck seventy. You may be even able to get a cheaper price at this point. But my bet was Browns on the first half money line tonight. Did a Big Ten matchups, Ohio State minus 19 hosting Wisconsin night game in Columbus. Also the fighting flex minus three against Sparty on the road. Yeah, with Ohio State and Wisconsin, there's actually some 18s available uh, when I was looking at it earlier today. So I laid the 18 with Ohio State. Honestly, there's not much to this handicap aside from my preconceived thoughts with Wisconsin heading into the season and how great Ohio State looked. I took Wisconsin under nine wins, and I'm still feeling great about it after they lost to Washington State. Look, Graham Mertz in the offense put up 66 last week who cares now you're actually playing against a legit team ohio state averaging almost 50 points per game uh yeah you could argue well i mean the one tough game they played notre dame they only dropped 21 well that was the first game of the season now ohio state's got some rhythm they got a big 10 opponent coming to their house they're going to show wisconsin why they're the little brother in this game it'll be ohio state all the way and Graham Mertz will be very very much struggling to keep up in that spot and then for Minnesota and Michigan State, guys, I didn't bet this game yet, 
But there has been some strong line movement going to the side of Minnesota. I know they lost their top receiver, but offensively they still got their ground game, which is the advantage. They're going to be able to consistently move the rock. This team's averaging 50 points per game at this point. I feel like in the trenches, Michigan State is really going to struggle. And as soon as Minnesota gets out to that early lead, the Spartans are really going to have a tough time trying to play keep up. So I do have the lean to Minnesota in this game. I'm not going to bet it because I am a little bit scared about the injuries. I want to see how they scheme around it. But I do think they should be able to take care of business in East Lansing. Danny Burke, Vison Sports Network at Danny Burke 5 on Twitter. Danny, thanks for the time today. Hey, you bet, fellas. Take care. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time on a Thursday, it's Hail Varsity. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Get the podcast if you want. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Give us a rating. Good, bad, ugly. We'll take the feedback and appreciate it. Also, the show posted on Hail Varsity's YouTube channel. You can see my smiling face and Elijah Herbal. Numbers to get in, 466-3776-800-825-5865. And uh, tomorrow, Roadshow Friday, we are at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista, uh, right between Cabela's and Embassy Suites on Giles. So come see us up there, get a beer and a burger before you head off to high school football action in the Metro Tonight, uh, locally here in Lincoln, we'll have high school football coverage over on sister station KFOR, Millard North and Southeast. Two uh, big-time giants will touch gloves. Did you ever square off against Millard North? Uh, JV. We, we, uh, we had a JV game against Millard North, and uh, if I remember correctly, we dropped that game in a close one. I think it was our only JV loss that mm. season, if I remember correctly. But it's also kind of hard, you know, whenever uh, you're on the bench for a Friday night game, the bus doesn't get back till like 10.45, 11. You're not in bed till 1, and then boom, you got to wake up. It's an 8 a.m. JV game the next morning. Those those really didn't mean anything. I, I, I wasn't yeah. a huge fan of, of JV football personally. But I, I think we ended up losing that game in a tight one. Well, going to be some option football tonight, man. God love the option football. Uh, oh, Petito does an amazing job. Southeast really good though, and you know back in the day the Nebraska football team had the Weebacks, Calvin Jones, Derek Brown. They were fantastic. Southeast has the Butin backs. Ah, yeah, you have Max and Cash that are really really talented. Good ball players, man. They're fun. So uh, we'll be uh, doing that tonight around eight o'clock. Uh, looking out my kitchen window here, a little bit of rain in South Lincoln. So uh, it's going to be uh, roll up your sleeves. Well, no sleeves. Football weather tonight, a little ground and pound. Uh, we'll have that uh, again on KFOR locally here in Lincoln. A big thanks to Gary Barnett and Bill Bender today. Awesome to catch up with Brandon Vogel and get your best bets with Beeson's Daddy Burke. And uh, some NFL. Do you feel like a steak and a beer bet tonight, or do you want to wait till tomorrow 
and pick a different NFL or college football matchup. Do you, oh, oh, I thought you were talking about Miller North and Southeast. I was like, no, what's the line? No, there is the Twitter <laughs> handle. Uh, there is the Twitter handle that does put odds out for for high school action. <laughs> I have not dove into that realm of hell yet. I, I, I've never, I will never bet high school because I love doing high school action. So no, not me. I'm not Pete Rose, right? <laughs> but. The, the the high school guy who does the games for a few years and yeah he's a Pete Rose of Lincoln can't hit well the the thing on is on the sheet or uh, in the batter's box you, you from covering high school football guys like you and Motsi probably got the best insight on, on what these uh, what's going to happen in these games that's all I'm saying you, you could make a killing it's it's take care of the football and field position you and I both know that this is true. All right, tomorrow, come see us in La Vista at the Hale Varsity Club, 4-6. to six. Good stuff from Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt, and we'll talk to you with Hale Varsity, presented by Currency. A Huda Media Production.